everybody. Welcome, welcome to another episode of She Said, He Said with Anita and Mr. E. How's it going, Mr. E? It's going well. Uh, Miss Anita, how are you doing uh, today? I'm, I'm doing. <laughs> what are you just doing? It's not great, fantastic. Or are you just saying you're good? No, I'm not finna tell a lie. <laughs> so you, you just gonna say you good then? Yeah, I'm good. I'm blessed. I'm. Uh, it's another day above ground. That's so what you say. I'm gonna take that, and that's gonna, <laughs> that's gonna be that. How's yeah, brother? Yeah. Oh, he's 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 doing well. He's doing well. They moved him to another facility, actually to. I guess more of a rehab type facility, okay. which is really a nursing home, but they have a rehab part in it. So cool. Just uh, make but, sure you stay on their asses because oh, I know rehab they they lazy. I'm just saying, I ain't trying to knock nobody in the medical field, nobody in you know when it comes to taking care. And I'm not gonna paint no picture like, oh my God, I'm just the best worker ever. No, from experience. Right. They are lazy. I've worked with some, and I've dealt with some that took care of family members that are lazy. Well, so yeah. When you are what they call a hard ass, or they call, I know it's early in the morning, but when you are a bitch, yes. they tend to stay on their P's and Q's. But when you're like, oh, okay, well, the nurse said this, oh, okay, well, the nurse A said this. Oh, okay. And the medical system said that. And, you know, and I don't have no reason to doubt them when that's your approach. That's when they're being neglected. Because they take for granted that you believe everything they say. And Lord forbid if something were to happen, you know what they're going to say? Oh, well, he rolls out the bed. Um, oh, he was just so combative today. Oh, I don't know what happened to him. It was just one minute he was just, oh, okay, and then the next minute he was just very agitated to that. That's what's going to happen. So just stay on the asses. Oh, I will. Just saying. I always do. Yeah. So what's good in the he said, he said world of conversation? <laughs> <laughs> what's good? I don't know about what's good. <laughs> uh, well, we have a lot of hot topics that we wanted to cover, but we're going to cover them at a later time. But we, the topic today is conflict when coworkers are at odds with each other. What causes employees' conflicts in the workplace? Do you have any, like, workplace conflict stories that you possibly were involved in? First off, before we go there, rudely of me. Thank you guys for coming over to She Said, He Said, They Said Podcast with Anita. Love to hate, to hate. And the ears, the, the support that you guys continue to support. And you can go over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Spreaker, Breaker, and you can subscribe, you can share. Um, all of that amazing stuff. You can also come over to anchor.fm and do what, Mr. E? And to support and yes. subscribe. And we have yes. three 
tiers that you mm-hmm. can subscribe to. Yeah. One is the 99 cent where we shout mm-hmm. you out. Shout you out, baby. Shout you out. The 499 is you can co-host with us. Call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about under the sun, the moon, the stars. Anything. You, we can talk about Aretha, all the mess and the drama went behind her funeral, all the money that went behind her funeral. Like, we, we can talk about whatever. We can talk about if Pence actually wrote the situation. I don't know. We ain't going to go into the politics. But if you want to, we can. We can. Um, exactly. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's up we, to you. And we can talk about your relationship. Yeah, honey. And how you, why you can't find a good man or a good woman. Yes. So this is real. And then we got the big nine ninety nine special yeah. where you can become a sponsor. Give me the money. Give me a money. sponsor for a month. Sponsor, babe. We will shout you out. You, your business, whatever you want us to shout out, we will sponsor. It for uh, one solid month, thirty-one days of free advertisement, so to speak. Yeah, but you got to hit that button and subscribe. Subscribe. You won't be disappointed at all. You won't be disappointed. I mean, I know we're not professionals at the podcasting world, and to be honest, it's not about what someone else thinks, what someone else feels. We actually have fun doing this. Exactly. And we don't always agree. As you can tell, he had to, he tried to come at me by LSU. Don't, don't, don't. Don't ever try me. But anyway, we may or we may not agree on whatever topic that we're talking about. Um, but we talk about a wide range of different things. So it's nothing set in stone. We Absolutely. have questions. Um, we answer them the best we can from our opinion, not trying to play God and not trying to play like we uh, professional psychologists or anything like that. And we don't know everything, but we exactly. only speak from our opinion, from what we feel of what we think from different experiences that we've been through. Exactly. And so keep sharing, keep supporting and all that amazing stuff. Um, you can also send us email, Anita Love to Hate to Hate at Gmail dot com. That's Anita Love, the number two, hate, the number two, hate at Gmail dot com. Or she said, he said, they said, two thousand eighteen at Gmail dot com. That's she said, he said, they said, two zero one eight at Gmail dot com. Send us questions, any comments. If you want to be anonymous, it is fine. It is okay with me. We can. And to everyone that have been supporting, um, even on my podcast, I appreciate it. It means a lot because even if you're coming over to talk to talk with Anita Love to Hate to Hate and you're supporting me, it still allows me to go over to She Said, He Said and talk with me. So I, we appreciate you. I, Anonymous One, Anonymous 101, Carly Kell, um, Auntie A, Miss Shanika, Miss Margaret Williams. Um, and I think I'm saying that wrong because I think she said it's not Margaret. I think she says Margarita. Margarita. Yeah, or something like that. But anyway. <laughs> probably is. Yeah, thank you. Uh, just everybody. Mr. E, thank everyone for everything that y'all do. I appreciate it. It doesn't go unnoticed, I promise you. And we're not going to keep this going any further. 
conflict in the workplace. Well, uh, well, from I well, I know for a fact that you have had your <laughs> ele- so eloquently put on your podcast conflict with co with at least one coworker. I'm pretty sure there was yeah. probably. <laughs> Yeah. Probably many. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I'm not going to say many, but like with anything, employee conflict is probably unedible. You know, it's going to happen. But I don't think people should ignore it. Because over time, petty grievance can turn into long, long-term issues that affect overall morals and even patients or customer satisfactions and supervisors and managers should be aware of signs of conflict and address them and try to address them very quickly, bringing workers together to discuss and try to resolve areas of disagreement. That doesn't always happen in the workplace. Um, I think when it comes to supervisors and managers, they should have an open mind and they shouldn't be friends or have favoritism in the workplace. Because when that happens, you're not listening to everything and everybody's situation. I'm going to keep it all the way 100 with you. Because you know me. I don't know how to be anything else. But I don't know how to fake the funk. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to pretend like I'm cool with Sarah after Sarah lied on me. I don't know how to kiss ass. I'm allergic to kissing ass. I don't know how to say, you know what? Let me be on his good side so that he doesn't give me a hard time and so that he doesn't believe the bullshit that other people come with. I don't know how to do that. Um, I've been working in the medical field for a long time. I've been in my current um, employment for a while. I've had two conflicts with a person, but one conflict was dealt with, was, was came about, discussed, dealt with that same day. It didn't prolong. And that was the only situation I had with this individual. This individual had been at this company for years before I even got there. And you know how you hear things about people, but I'm that type of person where I want to allow everyone to have a fair shot, and I want to get my own personal opinion of a person from my eyesight, not from third person. And when I got there, I knew that this person was a handful, but the person was very smart, and she knew what she was doing. And she trained me amazingly well. Like, the girl, she didn't hold anything back. Her idea of training someone is so that you can handle the workload if, law forbid, we're short-handed. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not here. Right. I don't want to train someone where they got to keep coming back to me, you know, where I'm holding right. your hands right. so that I can have a crutch over you. So I give her that much. Um, and the situation was really stupid. It was a misunderstanding because she failed to lack understanding of the note that I left. And instead of allowing herself to ask questions before jumping the gun, she jumped the gun first. And see, I was already going through some stuff, you know, (laughs) Uh and Uh I wasn't in a good emotional place to be like, okay, I'm going to keep hearing your mouth, and I'm going to keep hearing your mouth, and I'm going to let this be. So it was so much going on, and work at that time was like my therapy. So I enjoyed going to work at that time. Right. I didn't have a problem with work. And so when, she, when, I came in, when I got to work, she was just 
bitching and complaining, bitching and complaining. I didn't know what she was complaining about. Then finally she hit me with, she was like, I don't think it's fair that I'm out and y'all leave work for me to do. Y'all. Well, y'all. And instead of her answering the question, because I didn't know what the hell was going on, she was steady bitching and complaining, steady bitching and complaining, steady bitching and complaining. And it took 45 minutes before I can even realize what the fuck she was complaining about, what she was mad about. And instead of her allowing someone to answer her, she kept on complaining, kept on complaining. She kept on I ignored her. So I said, you are a selfish individual. I said, something is seriously wrong with you. I said, you don't even ask questions. I'm seven. I'm seven. I said, what you not going to do? You not going to play with me. I said, don't ever get it twisted that because I'm quiet that I'm scared. I said, don't let these glasses fool you. I said, I may be quiet, baby, but when this lick swings, it ain't going to be quiet because I don't care how big you are. And then that's when she kept talking or whatever. And then um, another two ladies that I work with at the time, they called my desk and said, come over here where I'm at. But instead, I got on the phone, and I was talking to my brother, and, you know, you know, talking to him, trying to get him to talk me off the ledge. Because at that point, I was boiling inside. And I, what I was boiling for was about the way she handled stuff. I wasn't mad about nothing else because I didn't know what the fuck she was really mad about up until that point because she just kept on. I'm on the phone talking to my, my brother, and she's eavesdropping on the conversation. Now, mind you, I didn't curse her, didn't talk about her, didn't put her down to anything. I was just telling him I come into work, she's mad and complaining. Nobody knows what she's mad and complaining for. And instead of her as a coworker and as an adult explaining to somebody what she's mad about, she's going off the deep end. And she's like, oh, uh-uh. I'm, I'm done. I'm not. She's over there on the phone talking about me like I'm not even here. I'm leaving. I said, bye. My brother's like, no, don't listen to her. I was like, you can go. I said, you act like the world going to stop because you're not here. I said, but you fell understand you wasn't here yesterday and stuff still got done. I said, if you shut up and take yourself out of the situation and feel like the world going to end because you're not here, maybe you would actually know what actually happened. Or maybe ask questions. I was mad at that point. That's when the supervisor came and she got in between us. And she was like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. That's what she said. And then that's when the head office manager at the time, she comes in and she's like, come out, let's go up in here. I said, I don't have nothing to say. She was like, we're going to go up in here. Y'all going to put your big girl panties on because that was her favorite phrase. Uh, phrase. So we go up in there. I'm just standing there listening. And I don't have nothing to say. So she said it, talking, she said it, talking, she said it, talking. She was like, Every time somebody's out, I do this and I do this and I do that. I never leave work for anybody to do. Blah, 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 blah. She kept on talking about that. I'm ignoring them. Like, I hear, but I don't hear. Right. And so she said, they left a pre-third on my desk for me to do it, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just listening to her. So finally, the supervisor said, well, why wasn't the pre-third done? I said, what pre-third wasn't done? She was like, you left a note. I said, if you knew how to read. Or if you had understanding. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? I said, you created this. You started this. I said, if you can't handle the kitchen, don't bring your ass in it, especially in my kitchen. I said, you created this. I said, if you had understanding or if you didn't come in here with a chip on your shoulder, you could have waited till I came in here. And you could have said, hey, Anita, what is the note about? And if you've done that, you would have known all the what, almost an hour ago, the pre-cert was done. 
the pre-serve was sent to the hospital. The pre-serve is even in the patient's chart. I left it there because I didn't know if there was something else we were supposed to do with it or file it somewhere else. So I didn't want to shred it or throw it away because I wanted to keep the original. So the note said, pre-serve is in, not sure what else to do with it, talk to you when I get in. What part of that sounds like you had to do something? And then the supervisor was like, are you kidding me? I was like, she was like, well, I, I didn't know that that's what that meant. That's why you ask questions. Wow. That's why you ask questions. Now, if she had said, I didn't understand your writing, I could have excused it. I didn't know that's what that meant. Well, what the fuck else was it supposed to mean? I was so pissed. And she, she's like, well, I, I apologize for the way I handle things, and I hope that you accept. She said, because I really like you, and we work good together. I said, apology is not accepted. Wow. Miss Anita. And then the supervisor was like, yes, we're going to accept the apology. I said, no, I'm not. I said, I'm a grown woman. I said, I may not be as old as her, but I'm a grown woman. And you talk to me the way you want me to talk to you. I said, since I've been here, I've always respected her. Even if it's stuff that I didn't agree with, I've respected her. And if I had a problem with something she did, I talk to her about it and I tell her. I don't jump off the deep end. I said, if this is how it's going to be with you, I don't want nothing to do with you. Apologies not accepted. And she's like, well, I, I don't know nothing else to do. Like, I'm really sorry that I overreacted. That's overreacting? <laughs> That's past overreacting. And so I wouldn't accept the apology, but we shook hands. She's like, well, at least she's, um, the supervisor said, well, at least shake, shake, shake hands and let me know that y'all can coexist. I said, I can go coexist with anything. But she didn't get the anything part. <laughs> so I shook hands. Went to my work, kept on, and she kept on apologizing to me for a while, for days. She kept wow. apologizing. And so finally, I accepted the apology. I never had any problems with her since. Well, see, your supervisor handled that the right way. Exactly. There wasn't no HIM involved, wasn't no picking sides, wasn't none of that. You know what I mean? But then I had another incident with someone, which I discussed that on my podcast with this individual. This right. individual was fairly new. And people were complaining about the fact that she wasn't picking up on stuff. And every time you turn around, she complains about what she's not going to do, blah, blah, blah. And instead of people helping her, they were busy talking about her, complaining about her. So me being the person that I am and me loving my blackness and me feeling like I'm supposed to help my blackness and not throw my blackness under the bus, I started mm-hmm. helping her. Befriended her. We got along really well. So I thought um, she would tell me, talk to me, confide in me about personal stuff. And I just thought we were cool. And next thing I know, mm-hmm. me, her, and another coworker in the supervisor's office, we, we got issues. I didn't know we had no issues. Wow. And the situation just kept growing. And so at this point, it's, it's constantly been issues with this individual. Um, and then finally, she was, you know, she's apologized and apologized. She's apologized 50,000 times about it. She was like, I wish that I had handled the situation different. I wish that I hadn't have done that and blah, 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 but yet on the slick, this person still complains and still throw people under the bus. She still do, like, little sneaky, messy stuff, but nobody ever calls her out on it. Like, nobody ever say, well, she said this. You know what I mean? Like, they never do that. But I know where it's coming from because if me and you and this other person are standing here and someone is saying it, I know I didn't go back and tell this person anything. Who else? Right. 
Who else? It had to be her, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? So I just left it alone. Now, recently, it was brought to me that the front part and the back part has issues. And I'm like, no, we don't. Because <laughs> I'm like, can't nobody tell me I have an issue with people when I don't have an issue with people. Right. I say, is it certain individuals that got certain issues with people, or is it just, or are they saying everybody? And it was said that everybody in the back has an issue with the heart in the in the front. I'm like, where are you getting this from? Come to find out, they're getting it from another supervisor. Wow. That's telling a new supervisor that the back part doesn't like the front part and that they're odds with each other. Mm-hmm. And so how do you how do you deal with that? Because these aren't coworkers. This, this is not just coworkers saying that. These are supervisors. These are people in higher positions that are constantly saying it. There's no facts to prove that. You know what I mean? I haven't See. seen anything to say, well, yeah, such and such has a problem with me. You know what I mean? So, and such and such have said, I, we have no issues with anybody in the back. We've said this in front of the new supervisor. The front people have said it and the back people have said it. But yet, we're keep being told that we got issues with the people in the front. So is the people in the front, front or back, saying in in everybody's view we don't have a problem, but going yeah, back yeah, but saying they still to, saying we have a problem. Well, that's what I'm saying is is that person saying whoever is saying something in the, in y'all in everybody in front of everybody we don't have a problem, but going back we don't to know. the supervisor. No. They may have, I don't know, but I know the recent situation that came up came from the supervisor's supervisor. And you don't think he told he he they mentioned to the new supervisor that yes, it's a problem. Yes, they don't get along with each other. As if he know this. As if he seen this. As if people in the back have told him and people in the front have told him. I know I ain't tell him shit, so what? Don't do you think for me. do you think that that coworker that you had that issue with that you didn't know you had a problem with is mm-hmm. still talking to that particular supervisor? I don't know. Because it sounds like her. Per- I mean, I know that this person have complained about different things, but you're saying this is what's what's the problem that I have that. If all of us are in the same place at the same time, the front part, the back part, and the supervisor, and the supervisor, supervisor, and everybody's saying to this person, there is no issue. Why you keep repeating it? Well, maybe because, like yeah, I said, No, no, no. I don't care if one or two individuals are coming back telling you that. Don't keep, you don't keep repeating it. You don't keep telling people in the clinic, that the front part and the back part don't like each other. Say certain people in the front and in the back don't like each other. Don't say they because you're putting me in that, and I don't have any issues with anybody. So if someone told you that the front and the back don't get along with each other, if you didn't hear me say that, don't speak for me. I have a very strong backbone. Everybody knows that. I can speak for myself. Right. And I want me to speak for myself, but I can speak for myself. I don't have any issue with anybody. But I think the problem is 
if you bring to light a situation, say, for instance, if you always get pulled to help a certain area, and a certain area never gets pulled, but because you're saying that, that means you have an issue with them. That means you don't like them. That means there's problems where the front part and the back part don't like each other because you're saying, I'm working two people, and I still got to look out for somebody else's schedule with these two people that I'm working because they happen to be shorthanded, and when we're shorthanded, they're just worried about their person. And everything is about numbers. Everything is about, oh, well, your nurse practitioner only has 12 patients today, and your doctor only has five or six patients. What does that even mean? I've, I've worked a nurse practitioner schedule where she only has six patients on her schedule, three for the morning. And you know what's crazy? The morning ran into our lunch. Wow. To where we didn't even get a lunch. And then when we started our afternoon, we didn't leave to five and six o'clock that evening because they kept adding to the schedule for once, and the patients were they needed stuff. So that's why I'm like, stop looking at numbers. And what's, what's even more aggravating is everybody don't do everything that some people do. So, like, if I work a, a doctor and a nurse practitioner, I'm calling in records, I'm faxing records, I'm faxing labs, I'm getting test results, I'm helping the, the people downstairs, I'm taking them upstairs. Like, there right. are numbers of things that I'm doing compared to somebody else that's just putting patients in the room. How is that the same work? Oh, but they had 31 patients on their schedule. Yeah, but all they did was put the patients in the room. You're not doing anything else. You're not getting refills. You're not putting in refills. You're not calling getting test results. You're not waiting on test results. You're not calling getting ultrasounds. You're not helping the patients. I'm not saying that they won't, but I'm saying you're not doing every single thing that we're doing. Right. So what would be your suggestion? on dealing with like have you had any problems with people that you've worked with i can't say that i have those type of i well my thing been like real minor things and it it, it just you know wash it over like i worked in a small office managed a small office and my secretary she did something I can't, it's been years ago, but I can't remember quite what she did, but what she done was, I felt was inappropriate for her to do. Right. Uh, because it was more of a, on a personal thing that she did. But see, that's how some people are starting to feel now, like, the complaining and saying that the front don't like the back, they're starting to take it personal. Like... You want it to be a problem, and so I'm gonna keep saying it until it's a problem. But I, but I'm saying that I don't want it to be a problem. How you don't want it to be a problem and you keep repeating it? You know what I mean? Exactly. Absolutely. I've learned I've learned over time, even just dealing with family issues, that poor communication, right? People with different personalities people with different values and competition within coworkers is the reason of so much conflict in the workplace. That's that's what I feel. 
Would you, you agree or disagree? Yeah, I agree. Jealousy. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna say this. First, I'm gonna ask you what 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 would you suggest as a coworker if you were me. And I'm the one saying I have this issue right now, and I'm at the point where I'm frustrated and I'm taking it personal, and it's either I quit or stick it out. I hate being a quitter, and I hate looking at it as me quitting, although I feel like I should, but because of who I am, it's going to eat me up because I'm going to feel like I'm quitting because of someone else. Do you have any suggestions on how I should handle it or go by the situation? Well, I guess or first, anyone that's listening, anyone that's listening that's having conflict in the workplace, do you have any suggestions? I guess I'm all about not letting a person win, not letting people see that they're they getting to me, you know. Mm-hmm. And for as me quitting a job, yeah, I, I would quit if once I get this other bird in hand, I have mm-hmm. something else to go to. Sure, because that'll be on my turn. It would be like, okay. Like, I always let... have a plan B. When exactly. You make, when you letting go of your coin, have right. a plan B to make some more coins. I get it. I understand that. Exactly. And that's and that's the point right there is just, just have that plan B. Because, I mean, you can go to, you know, you can – I don't even like to keep the win on that kind of stuff and have that type of – seem like they – I don't like giving people power, that kind of power over me. They say, hey, because of you, this is what I did, but I just left because I got frustrated with you and I don't have no plan B. No, no, I'm going to be smart about it. I can still leave, but I won't be smart about it because, you know, I need my coins, you know. I appreciate that, and I thank you for for that opinion. uh, No problem. I looked online and I got some cues on issues of poor um, poor conflict with workers. And one of them is poor communication because everyone knows that poor communication is one of the main causes of conflict in any situation. Marriages, friendship between employees and the workplace, it's just bad. Yeah. And when you have poor communication – it can cause difference in communication styles or a failure to communicate can cause right. havoc on on, on, a com- on a company, in a family, in a marriage. I mean, it, it, it makes it, the job unbearable, your productivity lacks, um, and even employees' morals tends to, you right. know, changes. So I say be open, communicate, and be very clear. Communicate very clearly with what needs to be communicated. Say oh, yeah, what needs definitely. to be said, and that's it. Don't go on this long rampage of and uh, and see what had happened. No, right. We're short-handed. We need you and you to help in the front. Period. Right. Exactly. Period. Every time the front is short, we need you two to come in the front and help in the front. Period. Don't like it, don't agree with it, but guess what? That's communication. You're being very clear. Exactly. Don't sit there and say, well, no, it's not that we're saying every time they're showing the front coming. 
That's not what you're saying, but every time they're short in the front and somebody has a problem because they're short in the front and you constantly bringing it to the back, that's what you're saying without saying it. Right? Am I right. missing it? No. You're Next. not listening. Difference in personality? Because personalities among workers is another cause of workplace conflict because employees can come from different backgrounds and experience which play a role in shaping in their personalities. Everybody knows that um, some coworkers may feel as if the employee is rude or lacks the authority to deal with her in such a straightforward manner or things of that nature. Dealt with it. Dealt with it. Dealt with it. Dealt with it. And to be honest with you, I don't know how to deal with people with strong personalities except to ignore them and only communicate with them on a need-to-communicate basis, which they're saying, don't be like that. Don't be that, <laughs> that employee. Well, when I'm that employee, I don't want to knock a bitch upside the head. When I'm that employee, I can fucking ignore you. I can look in your face, say good morning, and not want to slap the piss at you for being a liar, for causing confrontation, for making my workplace hostile. So for me, I think that works. But that doesn't work for everybody else because they want you to be friendly and to be um, – have a, a better work communication relationship type of thing. I don't understand it. I don't know. Uh, different values. Uh, a different in values is seen clearly when a general gap is present. Um, the values of employees differ within the workplace. When insults occur, like recently, the conflict intensifies until the right solution is offered and accepted. And there isn't a right solution if you know in your heart of hearts that you are giving a company or coworkers 110% of you, and you're getting 20% of them every single time. But every time you turn around, you're the one that needs to do extra. And all right. I'm saying is we dropped the ball, so what is it that you think that we can do to – I don't know nothing else that we can do to change this. You know what I'm saying? There isn't a solution when you're constantly telling someone else that's always giving more of themselves than other people that you don't know how to make it fair. But we all drop the ball, and I think that we can help more, and we can do this. And we, How is that the right solution? If a person is saying they don't know nothing else they could have done other than carry the load of three or four people and let somebody else carry the load of one person. Right. You know what I mean? Um, different values. Um, the values of employees different within the workplace. Um, it's seen clearly when a generation gap, like I said before, and with the insults occur, the conflict intensifies. See, there are certain coworkers that have talked about other coworkers. Everybody knows that. It was never addressed. Nothing was never said about it. It became somebody else got a problem with people that they didn't know had a problem with people. They didn't know they had a problem with people. They found out that they had a problem with people, cause, and they didn't even know. Other people told them how they felt. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> then you have competition when there's unhealthy workplace. Competition is a cause of employee conflict. Some companies foster competitive environments more than others, and when salary is linked to employee production, a workplace may experience strong competition between employees. Competition that is not properly managed can result in employees sabotaging or insulting one another, which creates hostile work environment. Unhealthy workplace competition discourages teamwork and promotes individualism, and that's what it does over here. 
Um, recent employee found out that she was getting paid X amount of dollars than what some people got paid starting off, and some people have a problem with it. First of all, nobody should know what that person is making. Second of all, it still shouldn't change these people who have been at this job for X amount of years to where you're not going with You know what I'm saying? And then when you try to hurt a person and make a person look bad, mm mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. Well, that's why uh, employers always say never discuss your salary, your income, because it's going to cause conflict because – you got older employees who's been there, and then a new person come in, and right. they making more money than you, and they don't even you training them to do the job. Yeah, right. that's gonna that's gonna form, that's gonna cause resentment. If you was a supervisor and you had workers that were at odds with each other, how would you fix the situation? Like, what would you do to fix it? Or do you even know what you would do to fix it? <laughs> well. <laughs> I just, well, first, I'll, my thing is, I guess I will try to bring them together, you know, mm-hmm. get them in a neutral place and, and bring them together and, and and let each one express, because when, when I used to uh, train our officers to mm-hmm. do, to break up things at, at apartment complexes, mm-hmm. I always tell them, well, the first thing you want to do is separate mm-hmm. the people because right. uh, because if you keep them together, they still gonna they still gonna be gnawing at each other. They still you they gonna say something and then that person gonna say no, nah, they didn't get. So what you want to do is you want to se- you want to separate them at first, you know, and mm-hmm. get each one of them story mm-hmm. because everybody got a story. This side got a story. That guy side story. But somewhere in the middle is the truth. It's the truth. There you go. So that's what you're trying to get. You're trying. You're trying to find the truth. And then once right. you realize, you know, hear both sides of the story, and then you want to bring them together, and right. and, and and then discuss it and say, hey, you know, what can we do to, you know, to make the situation better? Right. I mean, I know. I know when you're working in a in any type of company. Supervisor can't always please everybody, but right. you have to be a supervisor that that's not friends, that's not trying yeah. to appease them and be on certain people good grace. Right, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. You got to be neutral. You can you can be fr- you can be friends with them. Right. But you got to you you got to be neutral in your in your decision making right. when it comes to that in your conflict resolution. You got right. to be neutral. So that you can get the best out of, because you want these employees to do their best job possible, because you want your workflow to still uh, be at a high level. So right. you can't, you know, because if you come to office being friendly to one, the other person's gonna be like, okay, all right, all right. just do what I'm supposed to do and no more, and right, ain't gonna halfway do that. So, <laughs> well. Look at, I I I I understand where you're coming from, and I appreciate those points. Um, I'm still uh, I'm that person that holds stuff a little like I don't clean it up and let it go as quickly as others, I, um, oh. especially if it's done wrongfully. 
or for yeah. no reason. Um, I don't know how to just let that be. Yeah, and I and, and I usually be, I used to be, I was you know that person like I said when I first managed my first uh, uh, finance company office, and like I said, my secretary did something that I didn't like. I just I I did not talk to. Her. I did not even speak to, her. and we ain't but four people in the office. <laughs> I did not, and and then one day she one morning she got to work early and and she wanted to be apologetic and I, you know and I'm a nice guy so I'm like well you know you didn't have that to do right. so you know and so you know she apologized and I said well you know let's not let's this happen again and things were good but. I like at that time I didn't handle it well because I, I was the type of person you did something to me I just don't talk to you I ain't talking to you mm -hmm. I don't need to talk to you. That's how I am. Yeah. That's how you I am. Know? It's like a need a need to talk basis. Exactly. Like if I don't need to talk to you about anything I don't want to talk to you about anything. I'm not talking to you. Especially I'm not when it's for no prep. reason. Right. 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 You know. It just yeah, and that's kind of like where I'm at right now. Even when it comes to dealing with the, the supervisors, office managers, I have, I feel the same way towards them because I don't trust easily, and I always give everyone the benefit of this. Right, exactly. Especially if you're dealing with a supervisor, right. and if I know your supervisor myself, if I've been in contact with them, I've had to deal with them. And I have the, the notion that the reason certain things is going about is because of that supervisor. I tend to give you a little bit more room and say, okay. But then when it's clear that you don't care about me, you're throw people under the bus right. to accommodate certain people that doesn't do what I do or come close to what I do, at some point it's like I'm done. Right. I, I, I've, I've had enough. My yeah. My dad always used to, if you do your job and do what you're supposed to do and don't fight about what I should be doing, eventually, working with people that There's no way people in certain positions where I work at and people that I know work um, haven't seen. And I apologize, you guys. I'm actually walking into work, so that's the noise that you're hearing. Um, haven't noticed that certain people are lazy. Certain people love confrontation, right. love drama. Right. So I, and if you know that this person and that person don't do drama well, they will close down. They will shut themselves off from other people because they don't do good with confrontation. But you know, X, Y, and Z does, and you still go about things that way. That's what you want. Exactly. That's how you, you want. want things to be. Exactly. And I and I have a problem with that. Exactly. So, but I appreciate. I'm actually glad we kind of did this because. Actually, I'm going to walk into a situation where I know it's going to put me in a bad place. And it actually got me mentally okay with whatever it's going to be. Um, but we're not going to keep this going. Bottom line, communicate, 
clear communication. Exactly. Respect. Yeah. Um, understanding, empathy, and try to be supportive when you are in the workplace. Um, any final thoughts? I agree with everything you just said. And those are the, <laughs> those are the things that you have to do. You know, you have to be objective. If you're right. trying to help people, uh, you know, try to solve their differences, you know, you and and sometimes you just have to step out. You just have to say, right. well, look, I I got to work for both of you guys, and this right. is not conducive to, you know, to our uh, work right. relationship. And, right. Good morning. All right. All right. My God, you guys. And again, I apologize for the noise. Appreciate you. You guys come back over later. We're going to do round table talk. I need a Mr. E. Only she said he said podcast again. Um, conflict in the workplace. Communication, respect, understanding, empathy. Be objective. No judgment. And until next time, be true to yourself. Never let anyone else thoughts and opinions dictate who and what you are of yourself. Continue to push to be better every day than what you were the day before. Let your family and friends know that you love them. And let God be God, Mr. E. And never let anyone steal your dreams. And, and if you don't, mm-hmm. we will see you at the top. Until later on, you guys. Peace. Deuces.